Play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 262. Yep. Day of recording, May the 4th. May the 4th be with all of us. Oh, yes. Or Cinco de Mayo Eve. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully you're having a great Cinco de Mayo while listening to this show because it'll probably be about that time by the time you listen to the show. Oh, yes. May the force be with you. I mean, when you are forcing all those tacos down your throat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo pregame, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for joining. We do have an awesome interview coming up later in the show, as we will for the next couple of episodes as well. But on this interview, uh, we're going to be talking about Powerhouse interview with Chris of Powerhouse, so we'll be getting there shortly, playing some new music from Powerhouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, looking okay. forward to it. Yep, some good OKCA <laughs> hardcore punk music. Right. <laughs> That's Oakland, not Oklahoma, California. Right. <laughs> All right, so some new stuff. We'll get into that so we can get into our new stuff. Uh, we'll start back on April 24th. Adriatic, they put out Death's Funeral, which is a single. Spill Your Guts put out... The Wrath That Takes, Dropouts put out Off the Leash, Teens in Trouble, that was on the 26th, Spill Your Guts on the 25th, on the 27th, that's consecutive days in a row. Teens in wow. Trouble, I'm Not Worried, Single on the 27th, Patty and the Rats on the 29th, released From Wasteland to Wonderland, Nof Nog released Insomnia on the 29th, Firepower released a self-titled uh, EP. Awesome stuff there. No Plan on the 29th, release self-titled EP as well. No Plan. Nancy Boy put out another new release on the 29th called Pogo Pong. Prior, prior Convictions, rather, released Street Punk EP on April 30th. On the first Chinese label, Kids Union Records, they released the Punk Rock Compilation Volume 3. Head over to kidsunion.bandcamp.com and check that out. A lot of cool bands on that uh, release. And they're not exclusive to China, so if you think, oh, I don't know a lot of Chinese bands, they're from all over the world, and you'll get to probably discover a lot of other cool bands along the way. And you will. Yes. On the third, Hans Gruber and the Diehards, they released With a Vengeance. Sarts and Skag was just in Texas playing with them. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it's been just over a year ago, I think, when we had both bands on the same interview at the same time because they did a split release together. So uh, go check out the new one from Hans Gruber and the Diehards. Next, Terror on the 6th. They'll be releasing Pain Into Power. The Rome Jacks will be releasing a split EP with Flatfoot 56. They're both out on tour together. The Drowns are releasing Lunatics EP. They'll be going on tour next month uh, in June. A handful of shows. And guess what? They will be coming to Salt Lake City. Oh, will they? Yes, I think to Ace's High Saloon, if I'm not mistaken. Of course they are. <laughs> They're fantastic live. I recommend checking them out. Unfortunately, I will be out of town on that day. I'm so pissed. What day is that? Uh, I want to say the 22nd or 23rd of June. Well, I will, I will see their website, see if we are accurate in that. Okay. Uh, the Drowns, they, yep, Lunatics came out on the 6th. Warthog released, self-titled Warthog uh, will be releasing that. 
It's an EP on Static Shock Records on the 6th. Ultra Sect will be releasing Echoes from the Past on LSM Vinyl and Contra Records. That's coming out on the 6th. Pierre Teufel, they are releasing Skinhead Party on Lake Town Records and Sunny Bastard Records. Kafsmal is releasing Ska Ru Han Fit. They're Swedish, so I probably slaughtered the Swedish right there. But uh, that's the name of the album that'll be coming out on the 13th. State Champs are releasing Kings of the New Age on the 13th. The Slime is releasing Bar or Living on Borrowed Slime on the 13th. <laughs> I like that. I do too. Uh, it's cool. Uh, Pulley is releasing a new album on SBAM Records. Holy it's, shit. Right? It's called The Golden Life. Damn. What, what was the last time they released anything? I do not know. I do not know. But it's been a while, and they will have something new on the 13th. So Damn. go check them out. All you 40-year-olds, get your boards back out. Right? <laughs> that is what I have for the list. Eric. Do you yep. have anything you would like to add to the list? Well, not really anything I have already said. There's been a lot of... Uh, I've been in the... Let's see. <laughs> Let me see. I've been on the trail, we'll say. Okay. Of discovering new music, but they are by bands who have been established, ergo, older material. <laughs> so... It's good music, and we'll be we'll be getting to that further in this episode. Maybe the next episode, just uh, depending on what I can find by certain bands. But they are great, um, and that, not necessarily new, but new to me. Awesome. Yeah. So I don't really have much else to add, but I do have a new song to talk about. We will be playing it in just a minute. But the 23rd, you said it was Helsit? Is that it? No, The Drowns. Oh. They are playing on the oh. 22nd. 23rd is in Boise. Well, Helsit is playing on the 23rd of June. <laughs> Okay. At Aces High, anyway. Well, the day before that at Aces High, you'll get the Drowns with Defiance. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, hey, a band called Powerhouse is playing on the 9th. Th that <laughs> cannot be the Powerhouse that we're interviewing because no. we covered. It's Powerhouse, two words. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Chris did not say he was coming here, at least not that soon. So uh, we'll talk more about upcoming shows for yeah. the actual Powerhouse we're playing on this episode a little bit later on in the show. All right. But yeah, I'm not seeing anything referring uh, to the Drowns in June, at least. I just saw the flyer oh. yesterday, so it might not be posted there yet. Well, we shall see. We'll get the date right. But I guess Zombie no, I, Talk I is playing the, on the 17th. I didn't know there was still a band. They they sure are, and that's awesome. I definitely want to go see Zombie Cock. I haven't seen those guys in a while. The Drowns, that is a flyer. They're doing a June tour. That's It was listed, and it says Aces High Saloon, so uh, we'll confirm later. Let's get on to your new music. Okay, my new music. This is uh, by New. It came out damn near a month ago. <laughs> a full, like, uh, we'll say 28 days ago. So here we are, 28 days later. <laughs> uh, anyway, the band disowned one of the leading flag wavers of Austin Crust Punk and D-Beat have released their fucking first EP. Okay, it's not their first, but it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too, uh, I'm not too uh, well endowed with the knowledge of this band's uh, catalog, but I can tell you that this EP that came out, Empty Inside, is phenomenal. It is fast. It is ferocious. It just has so many it has so many great songs on there. And 
And yeah, there's only there's only eight of them, I believe. It's either seven or eight. I can't remember, but but yeah, what what it ha- what it lacks in quantity, it makes up for in quality. You know how that goes. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Three, four, five, six. So I'm looking six. on Discogs. I don't know that that's accurate, but based off of what I see on Discogs, Disowned put out, it looks like a split with Kinetic Discord. That's right. I knew 18th, that. And then a demo in 2019. Okay. Tape or die, and that, that was four tracks. Okay, so this is the first EP that is not a demo. There you go. Anyway, it's only five songs. I was off a bit. <laughs> but some of the songs are pretty long in terms of uh, punk standards. But it's... They're, it's crusty, it's D-beat. They do have a tendency to be a little longer because D-beat was Motorhead worship punk rock. Yeah, you listen to Discharge, you listen to Motorhead, you can hear the musical similarities. Discharge just a little bit more grainy, we'll say. Okay. And Disowned is none more uh, is none more different. There is a lot of graininess in here. There's just a lot of raw power coming from those amplifiers. And, oh my God. The vocals. God damn it. Alyssa, she just she just rasps through it. She's got such an intense scream. It's almost scary. <laughs> <laughs> and she really holds her own. We played a show with them uh, back in 2020. One of the last shows that we played that year. <sighs> but we played with Disowned, and they were just, they were a phenomenal live act and hung out with them afterwards. They are so vicious on stage, but just so pleasant to be around. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. So I talked him up enough. Here is Disowned, the newest, one of the new songs that they have in their catalog. This is from Empty Inside, Enslaved.
Yeah, those screeches that you're hearing, that's Alyssa. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she she just has that dominating presence. And I love how they're doing that uh, old school crust punk thing where it's like the female and male vocalist just uh, alternating off of each other. That's something that's been done from nausea to all systems fail and everyone in between. That's cool. And now disowned. They've joined that. Well, they have joined for quite some time. They've been a part of that, the the spectrum right. of, of crust. Oh, boy. So, yeah, disowned. Listen to all of their stuff. You will not be disappointed. And, yeah, listen to this uh, newest EP because that is the least listened to now. <laughs> it's new. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, disowned. You have not disappointed. Keep kicking ass. We hope to see you back here very soon. We hope to share a bill with you. Again. That's cool. Yeah. Hit up the NART guys. They put on a lot of shows. <laughs> Spencer and Tyler, we'll get to you guys in a minute. <laughs> All right. Uh, LSM Vinyl, Pirates Press have a handful of releases over the last month or so. More coming out, as I said, this upcoming Friday. Uh, one that came out March 25th uh, uh, this year. So just a little bit older than what Eric's playing, but still new. The band Suede Razors, there's some cool bava rock, glam rock, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the band is based out of the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland. We're playing a few California bands on this particular episode, and uh, more specifically, another band from Oakland. We'll get to Powerhouse yeah. We're not straying too far from uh, our state lines in this episode. Right, we're, we're keeping it fairly close, so uh, here we go. Suede Razors, they released No Mess, No Fuss, Just Rock and Roll, which was an EP. They released that again March 25th. Let's check this out. I'll be doing an episode in a, maybe a month or two featuring nothing but the glam rock, bobber rock bands over on Punkanoi World Ride. So if you want to hear a whole episode of that, stay tuned. But like I said, I'll be out into the future for now. It's new stuff from Suede Razors. I'm a rebel.
You know, I gotta say, I had my own mental called it moment. <laughs> when I heard that opening uh, melody, I was like, oh, this is gonna be the chant. This is what the chorus is gonna follow. It's gonna follow that exact melody, and yep, I'm a rebel, rebel. Don't you, you just, just know it? it? Yep. And also, I couldn't help uh, picture the, uh, you know, the southern flag. <laughs> I'm a rebel. I can see how that could be uh, misconstrued. I can just see some some good old boys down south thinking, this is some good old-fashioned rock and roll here. I'm a rebel, too. So I'm proud till I die. <laughs> Definitely misconstrued because uh, I know Daryl well enough to know that Daryl would not be sporting a rebel flag. <laughs> yep. Oh, and neither, neither would uh, Mike Longshot there. Neither of those guys uh, or anybody else, I'm sure, in the band. But if you recognize the voice, yes, Daryl, who also did uh, vocals in Harrington Saints, who is no longer mm-hmm. a band. He's doing this band still, though. Yep, still keeping in with that uh, that skinhead style. Just a little, uh, just a little different, a little bit more, uh, shall we say, bearded. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Even though what I know from Daryl, he is not going to be sporting a beard, and neither is Mike. <laughs> yep. Come on, you got to have your token skinhead. <laughs> but it's great. It's great to know he's still he's still doing stuff. But I still miss the Saints. God damn it. <laughs> I do too. Maybe one day. Uh, Suede Razors, though. In the meantime, they are going with Ultrasect. I think they're heading over to Europe together. Ultrasect. I, I know they're playing shows in California. Look them up. Uh, as it gets closer to when dates might be, uh, you know, we'll come across to those type of things and mention them as well. But uh, California, you've had the opportunity to see Suede Razors and Ultrasect recently. So mm-hmm. check them out if they come to a town near you. Maybe they'll do a. I gotta. I cannot let this joke go unsaid. Maybe Harrington Saints, they will uh, make a comeback, you know, t- uh, make a 10 year anniversary of their last album, and they'll call it 2,000 Pounds of Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the extended version, and have an extra track yeah. or two or something. Yeah. Yes, I like it. Or maybe they'll make that the live album. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, there was another release that was on Pirates Press. This one even newer came out April fifteenth. The band The Slackers. Yes, those Slackers from New York, New York. Oh yeah, that's about as far as we're getting in this episode. Yes, uh, they released a new one called "Don't Let the Sunlight Fool You." Uh, good album here is some good ska, rock steady music. Uh, Johnny Elbow of the Bad Assets, he sent me a bunch of music to check out. I made two episodes of music to check out, all Midwest bands, basically like a one or two from Minneapolis, and we head all the way into like Toledo, Ohio, Chicago, Indianapolis, and for sure a shit ton in Detroit. And so I just did that episode the other day. Had the whole end of the episode, the last four or five tracks, is music like this because that's a lot of the stuff they sent. I dig it. So if you want to hear more of this, there's some of it, but you're going to have to listen to all the cool hardcore music that come before it. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so just like this episode, we're going to be playing so, some hardcore, and it uh, looks like, yeah, we're going to be playing some hardcore and then this stuff. So. <laughs> Here you go. We're going to get into the slackers off of Don't Let the Sunlight Fool You. The track is called Boogie Nowhere. Took a long walk to the bar. Someone locked the door. When it 
Was that a blues ska? <laughs> kinda, kinda. It's the, more that that rock steady type of ska, you know. <clears throat> okay, yeah, that's. Yeah, it sounds like ska from the fifties. Right, right. <laughs> and I do play s- some various types of ska, but definitely some rock steady stuff on that last episode of Punkinoy Worldwide too. So if you want to check yeah. out some more cool bands, none of them. I mean, I knew uh, Jay Navarro and the Traders. They're more the ska than the rock steady. But there were several bands that. Johnny recommended. I didn't know at all. All were really cool that I played on that one. So if you like Slackers, go check out those. If you like the hardcore we're playing here, there's a lot of really cool hardcore bands playing on that episode from Detroit and Cleveland and Chicago. Yeah, that was some uh, rock steady ska. Minus the crack. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Well, those are the new tracks. We are getting ever closer to the interview that we will be doing with Chris here momentarily. But we do have a couple older tracks to get to before we get that far in. So, Eric, what do you got? Okay, I got I got to start on my little uh, story of the excursion of what was the General Violence Conference. All right. It was a big event. There was a lot to go through. So I purposefully chose uh, at least three bands that were on the bills. There were two. There was the bill for Aces High and the bill for... The Beehive. One was the all-ages one that was earlier in the day, and Aces High was the late-night 21-plus venture. And all of it was fucking great. (laughs) All of it was great. It was a great show. There were so many good bands. That's awesome. Yeah. And a lot of them were 
Yeah, a lot of them were came, coming from the grindcore variety, some of them the death grind variety, and there were a few hardcore bands, some modern, some old school, and and there was a lot of in between. There was just it was just so crazy. A lot of a lot of people in uh, black pants with patches on them, and a lot of uh, some chains hanging from the face, some uh, also some face ink, nice <laughs> and. But quite a bit of big, vibrant personalities and just really nice people. Oh, and a lot of a lot of a can of beer was being thrown back. <laughs> oh yeah, the bottoms were up on this on this whole uh, festival. That's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, so so yeah, I chose a few uh, a few bands to really uh, to single out because one I liked their set, or others because I liked their attitudes. And because I just uh, made friends. <laughs> and some of them were great drinking buddies. Anyway, the first one I want to talk about is the band called Hungry Ass Youth. Hungry Ass Youth from, uh, I believe they are from L.A. Yeah. Wherever the San Gabriel Valley is, I'm not pulling up at the moment. I, I haven't looked it up, but the San Gabriel Valley of Cal- California. Yep. San Gabriel Valley. So I don't know what cities are in there. But I don't either. While you're talking, I'll look it up. Then we'll, we'll be more clear. Either way, it's a it's California, man. A lot of <laughs> a lot of bands came in from uh, California because you know it's the surrounding states, right? But yeah, and some of them were from Seattle. There were some from uh, I believe there was one from Denver. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of bands. I can't keep track of how many states we were <laughs> pulling from. It is in L.A. County, just so you know. There San we go. Real Valley, yes. Yeah, so y- you're right on. Yep. And some of these bands I'm keeping in touch with. Some of them uh, took took some of the candid photos of us when, uh, what was his name? Robert Gonzalez or Alex Gonzalez? His last name is Gonzalez. I know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, if you look on our uh, Facebook page or our Instagram page, you will see those shots. He even got a little video of uh, the two-stepping crowd. Awesome. Yeah. And the locals were all great as well. I mean, aside from us, we opened up the whole thing. We were the first band to play. We opened the floodgates, man. That's awesome. <laughs> oh god. I'll talk to, I'll talk a bit more about that, but I'm I'm keeping it on Hungry Ass Youth. They have a very interesting sound in that their music is agnostic front, whereas their lyrics are the vandals. <laughs> so you got this heavy hitting uh, New York hardcore worship in the, you know, handling the sonic end and as well as the vocal expression as well. But the lyrics, oh my God, they're all about food. <laughs> they're all about overeating. They're all about one of the songs that the guy introduced. I can't remember what the song was called, like its title, but he said it was about being fat and the struggles of getting laid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they have one song that's just outright called Pizza. Nice. Along with uh, so many others, like uh, "Live Fat, Live Fat, Die Young," that was that was almost my choice for today. But today, it's the the song that I'm going with is this "Fatonomics," and yeah, just uh, just listen to the lyrics and have a laugh. It's pretty short, so you don't have to you don't have the capacity of a long attention span. Don't worry, it'll be over before you know it. Don't eat too much red meat. Don't take in too much saturated fat. Eat lots of fish so you get omega-3 fatty acids. Eat lots of fruits and vegetables. Eat them all day long, five, six times a day. Drink lots of water. Don't eat too much processed sugar or processed flour. Put the fat on my back. Tell me right. 
Core bands that we're listening to or picking up from, they were not picking up from the Chromags. <laughs> if you follow John Joseph on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. I'm the most obnoxious vegan on there. Anyway, nice. <laughs> uh, but what else is funny on the on the album I pulled this from, "Live Fat, Die Young." Yeah, <laughs> they actually cover a Chromag song out of here. They cover "World Peace." Nice. And also during their show, they cover "Power" by Agnostic Front. And this is my this is me, my little bragging right here. I was the only one who was going up to the singer and just like singing the lyrics with him. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it was at the Beehive. It was a floor show, so everyone was going around in a circle. But I was like bunched up next to him and just going, "We're fighting in the streets, trying to be free." Yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, hungry ass youth. I hope you stay hungry. Yeah, I'm pulling a I'm pulling a lyric from a Twisted Sister. I don't care. <laughs> stay hungry and stay fat because <laughs> you guys are you guys are a great band and you're a you're a hilarious band. Like I said, it's Agnostic Front meets the Vandals. You put that together and you get these guys. It's really really bizarre, but they make it work. That's awesome. So I love that and I appreciate it. Appreciate it about them. Hungry ass youth. You guys are awesome. All right. Uh, I got one. Well, then we'll talk about some live shows. The band I've got is Fear the Lions, another band from California. They're from San Diego in California. I want to thank Chris for reaching out, and this is a different Chris than, than the Chris we will be doing the interview with. Uh, you know, one's obviously from San Diego, California, the other from up in Oakland. So separate Chris. Thank you, Chris, for reaching out, sharing Fear the Lions with us. Uh, you can check out this band on Spotify and on Bandcamp. They released Dying to Be Me on August 6th of 2021. It's not that old, but it was last year, August 6th. We're coming up on, what, nine months approximately, nine months ago. So <laughs> it, was, it was old last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool stuff, though. Sleeping, uh, no, sorry, Dying to Be Me is the name of the tra- album. Name of the album uh, there is a track, I didn't choose that one, called Dying to Be Me, a title track. The track I chose, Fear the Lions, is called Sleeping Through the Sirens. Uh, oh, that's dangerously close to a band I hate. <laughs> uh, I know which one you're talking about, and <laughs> this is not them. Uh, this That band, neither one of us would pick to play on this show. 
Absolutely not. <laughs> we have our limits. Yes. So Fear the Lions, the track is Sleeping Through the Sirens. Every now and then we find the strength to stand and fight. Apologize for all the misdeeds of our broken lives. Hoping for a reprieve of a life wasted in doubt. Second chances only come when we figure our shit out. Heaven help me, am I just too far away? Can you not hear all my cries? Can you not hear all the words I pray? I'm trying so hard to be true in everything I do, but you seem to always disapprove. So tired of being judged by you. not one note right <laughs> it definitely uh, you're heard when there's one voice when it's just a bunch of voices shouting nobody hears shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> a voice so vast that it doesn't even mean anything anymore right all right well that is fear the lions they're from san diego check them out go check out dying to be me only nine months ago it was released and again that track sleeping through the sirens Eric, you do have a great cover-to-cover -cover album before we get to a couple tracks and an interview. Uh, but before we do that, I'm sure you have more to say about the live show you've seen and maybe a, some upcoming live shows. So let's get into that so we can get to those. I do have a lot to say about that. So back to General Violence Conference. Let's just get us out of the way first because that seemed to be, the, uh, <laughs> that seemed to be set in stone <laughs> from the start of this thing. Even Tyler afterwards, like, I'm sorry you guys played first. I'm like, D I don't care. I was, 
I was pretty stoked to be on the bill in general. I just didn't expect for us to play so early, let alone first. <laughs> but, but yeah, the only thing was like, uh, the only plight in uh, being first is, yeah, you got to be there right on time. And we were not. We were, <laughs> we showed up about five minutes before we were supposed to go on. <laughs> Nice. And, uh, yeah, and Spencer and Tyler, they were besides themselves. They were just, like, so manic, like, let's get going. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, we're getting there. <laughs> and they had everything backlined, you know. They had the drum set up. You'd bring your own cymbals, bring your own snare, uh, your own kick pedals, whatever. All the, all those things. But the rest, you just, uh, you have it mic'd up. They had the same thing with the amps and, and pretty much everything else to make it go faster. Okay. And, yeah, and that's a smart... That's a smart thing to do. Absolutely. Especially with the abundance of bands we had on here. Um, so anyway, we started a little late. We started, I think we got started about five minutes past our our scheduled time. So, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, and it wasn't that bad. And we were playing a pretty short set as it was because we still don't have Sydney caught up with the two other tracks we have written. Okay. But that's okay. We got time. <laughs> we got nothing but time. And we got a lot of good shit coming up. Awesome. Yeah. So we had some fun, and we're doing this little gimmick where we tune when we're tuning our guitars. I break out a can of tuna because <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> you can you can figure out the pun. And one time I was like, "This is gonna be your entertainment while we're tuning." Set them on the ground, put a mic right next to it, and then I just sit there with my arms crossed, looking at them, all grinning and just nodding my head. And then I pick them up after about ten seconds and go. You said some very amazing words. Thank you. And then I put them back. Also, another funny thing. I found a cross in the parking lot. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it was a handmade cross. It was like a, it was just a bunch of wires tied together with uh, masking tape on it. So it was a black cross. I go, you know what? This is coming with me. <laughs> We're going to use this as a stage prop because... It's called General Violence Conference because it took place the same weekend as the LDS General Conference. You right. know, a bunch of old codgers just, uh, just, just, you know, going over how they can make our lives a little bit harder. <laughs> Fuck. I, I don't know. I'm not well versed in uh, that shit. Ethan, he, uh, my other guitarist, he just went down the list of what goes on during General Conference because he lived that life. He's a recovering Mormon. <laughs> yeah. anyway anyway i had the cross and i was holding it up during halo head and then when the song was about to break i turned it upside down oh shit <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i had to do some stupid shit like that because you know we're opening up the show it's like we got to get the energy up despite the fact that there was not a huge turnout at the moment but that's okay Spencer was kind enough to uh, get the people moving for us, and awesome. Yep, there is. You can see that in the video how we, despite the fact that it was a pretty sparse turnout, you know, no one shows up for the first band. Not in these cases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was still some good movement on there. And later on, as the show was going on, so many people were coming up to me, and their and their sentences always started with, "We were trying to be here, we wanted to be here, but..." And a lot of the time, it was work. Right. Yeah. One actually, my friend said she couldn't find a damn parking spot. Oh, that's unfortunate. Because <laughs> you know it's downtown. Anyway, the local bands they all they all killed it. Some of them hadn't played shows in uh, years. One of which was Nelson Muntz, one of the old school dis house bands, and. 
yeah, that was a trip seeing that name again, just let alone them. And also, Ribbons played. Ribbons just kills it every time. And I finally got to see Snake Eyes. Uh, not Snake Eyes, Snuff Tape. Okay. Snuff Tape, I have been... They apparently have been very elusive, despite the fact that they play so many shows. I've never got a chance to see them. <laughs> I don't know. I was always doing something, or I showed up too late, and they had already played, which does happen. But no, not this time. I actually sat my ass in the theater, and I watched them. Nice. And they were great. Good old school. Not old school. New school hardcore. But I call it old school because that... That hardcore was everywhere when I was first getting involved in the scene. That was a decade ago. Um, and now it's more or less gone by the wayside. But it's making a comeback with Snuff Tape and uh, Victim to None, respectively. <coughs> and like some of the other local hardcore bands I've talked about on this show. <clears throat> um, yeah, what else was there? Oh, yeah. the Then the bands that were coming from out of state, I already talked about... Uh, Run into the sun. There was also another band called Die. They closed out the they closed out the All Ages show, and that was a lot of fun. There was, uh, what was the other one? Give me one second, Dustin. Hold them over for a second. <laughs> yes. So I'll run down a few shows that will be coming up soon, uh, or, or, or around summer happening as we speak. Doc Hammer again. They are currently out on tour. Uh, May 4th, Sacramento. So tonight, Sacramento. Tomorrow, the 5th, Portland. 6th, Seattle. 7th, Wenatchee. Something like that. Wenaki. There you go. I can't, I never get it right. Uh, the 8th in Boise. The 9th here in Salt Lake City. The 10th in Rock Springs. 11th in Laramie. Fort Collins on the 12th. Albuquerque on the 13th. And the 14th is Phoenix, Tucson. So get out and check out Doc Hammer. They are from... San Diego area played them on the show before. Uh, Narcoleptic Youth is playing an all ages show Friday, May 6th, with Toxic Energy, Skull Crack, Dead 77, MBS, I think, or MBX. I can't tell with the font there. MXPX? Not quite. <laughs> MXBX. <laughs> XBMX. Yes. That's. <laughs> and That's the band biker straight edge. There you go. Uh, the, also, the band Cake Eater. It's fifteen bucks. It's an all ages show at Chain Reaction in Anaheim, California. So go check out all of those bands. And what else we got? Talking Bombs. They are playing their full album, Super Intense Lullabies, which came out a couple months back, around January. <laughs> Eric picked a track off of there. Uh, we played. The band is featuring special guests, No Consent. It's on May 14th, 8 p.m. at Evil Pie in downtown Las Vegas. It's a free show. That's over on Fremont Street if you're unfamiliar with them. And No Consent's coming in from Big Bear Lake, California. So, uh, And I believe Talking Bombs are from Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So not too far away there. That show's coming up Saturday, May 14th. I'll mention that one again next week. Go check it out if you happen to be around. Also on May 14th at the Gallipoli Club, and this has got to be in Australia because the band Trashed Again is playing live local larceny. The bands in alphabetical order are Medi's Revenge, Imaginary Things, LS3, Lucky Day Band, Osprey, Time on Earth, The Not Knots, and... Also, obviously, trashed again. 20 bucks. Doors open at 1. And again, that is on May 14th. Go follow any of those bands, including Trashed Again, because we definitely play Trashed Again on this show. 
if you want to go check out that show or get more details on that show. Eric, have you found what you're looking for? I still have one more, but I don't want to hold you up. Yep, I found what I was looking for. Go for it. That I have the the screenshot of the set times. There you go. So I have all the bands in front of me. And yes, the band I was trying to remember is actually the one I'm playing on this show, Psycho Mantis. That will be coming up in the end because they are more a metal band than anything. And they're a great one. Awesome. I also got to give it to uh, Wretched Self. They were the second to last band to close up the uh, the first half. Okay. And yeah, two-man grindcore project, just brutal, brutal as all hell. And that drummer, God, he's phenomenal. Oh, boy. So, And also, another band that came out of the woodwork that was another disc band that I had forgotten about, Total Serial. Okay. I am totes serial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on from there, you move over to Aces, and here is part two of the GVC. It opened up with Betty, and Betty is a great new local hardcore band, or not a hardcore band. They're, uh, well, they might as well be. They're heavy. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, also, a band that I wanted to... Uh, Talk about was Disease, yet another grindcore project. Uh, pretty more on the uh, a two man grindcore project that is more on the death grind side. Okay, they got a lot of great death metal parts. They got a lot of great, yeah, they got a lot of great grinding parts. It's just I love it. I love that stuff. Unfortunately, they did not have uh, some of their merch for sale. Well, they had shirts, none of which were in my size, and I was really bummed about that. <laughs> uh, but. I was talking with the guy. He was talking about how they were on, how they were just on tour, and they were looking to get back, and they will be repressing those shirts. I'm like, let me know. <laughs> That's awesome. <coughs> so yeah, Disease. That was a great band. That was definitely a highlight, and also all the all the locals on there, in particular Fuckskin. They are always a blast to watch, and I'm still holding true to it. LimeWire Core. <laughs> I love those guys. I love I love what they're doing. Kale, it's great to see you performing again. You're a you're an amazing lead singer. That's cool. Anyway, and of course, Narc had to play. Narc had to play because hey, they put this show on. They put this <laughs> whole thing together. Of course, they're gonna play a set, right? And oh man, I could just see how burned out Spencer and Tyler were. And by this time, they were like maybe eight or six cases of beer deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> By the time Spencer got to Aces, he wasn't just kicking back beer. He was doing shots. He was just like, I'm trying to relax. Yeah, because this is the first time they did something, an endeavor like this uh, that was as big as it was. I can't remember the last time I went to an all-day fest that was local. Right. Yeah, the closest of which was probably Crucial Fest um, three years ago. And yeah, that was an amazing one. That was the best one. That was the best one. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll see what this year is. Uh, we'll see what this year brings. Okay, and another. So yeah, Narc, they killed it. Spencer, Tyler, you did it. Same time next year, right? Right. They're, they are talking about doing it next year. I am, I am excited, and I've been talking with Tyler. He's like, "You guys are gonna be on it." I'm like, "Damn right, we're gonna be on it." <laughs> Maybe we'll play in a we'll play a different time slot because I even made this joke. Like saying, yep, playing the, f yep, you're getting the band with the uh, longest songs out of the way early. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why we're first. But hey, I know we were late. Apologies to all if you were waiting so hard. But hey, 
now you know not to book us first again, right? <laughs> and I looked over at Tyler, and he was wearing a mask, but I could see his eyes. He was just like, oh, God. <laughs> Had that face, but he was amused. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, if punks are known for anything, it is not punctuality. <laughs> oh, God. I know, the pun was uh, kind of intended, but seriously. <laughs> you go. That's why we have the little term called punk rock time. <laughs> Yes. The show starts at 6.30. You're playing for 7.35. You still got to count for the sound check. <laughs> okay. Well, that's about all I have to say for uh, GVC, save for one band. But we will be getting to them because they have a great album. Awesome. A great album that is actually pretty elusive, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but prior to this, I got to get to the uh, shows that are coming up locally. And, buddy, May is stacked up. There is a show, like, pretty much every other day. Just in, just in the underground. Like, <laughs> either it's at Resolute or at Aces or at your mama band's house. <laughs> yeah, yo mama, yo-yo ma's house. That's what go. I'm going to call it. Yo-yo awesome. ma's house. Okay, so, yeah, coming up on the, uh, what is what is today? The 4th. Right. Yes, May the 4th. God damn it, we had a whole, we had a whole thing. We did, we did. Because <laughs> apparently my list is starting on the 2nd. It's like, <laughs> Whatever. On the 6th, we have at the Beehive, Wicked Bears and Knuckles, 29th of Never. By the way, like I said last week, and Knuckles. That is ampersand Knuckles. Okay. All one word, too. It's uh, Pop punks are really weird. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, on the 7th, this is a uh, death metal show with a grindcore band opening, and I will be attending this. I will be seeing Napalm Death. Opening for the co-headliners, Arch Enemy, and the headliners, Behemoth. Oh, God. I've wanted to see Behemoth in full force for years. I saw half of their set back in 2015 when they were touring with Cannibal Corpse. And I was supposed to go see them a few years ago. Opening with at the gates opening up for them. My friend had like four tickets. He gave one to me. I was gonna see Behemoth at the depot for free, and it had to be my drummer's fucking birthday. And I already said I was gonna go to whatever the fuck she had planned. And that was just having a little get together at Red Rock. I was sitting there eating my little French dip sandwich, just grinding my teeth. Just like <laughs> I should I should have gone. I should have gone. I should have just said, fuck you. <laughs> Stop having birthdays. <laughs> so yeah, this is my redemption round. I have my ticket. I'm I've cleared up my evening for that shit. Anyway, now that I got that out of the way, on the eighth, we will have at Urban Lounge another death metal show that I will be attending. This will be the Mighty Gate Creeper, their first headlining tour. They have been touring Non-stop since uh, 2013, but this will be the first time they headline a tour since they've been signed. Okay. So that is a pretty that is a pretty big step for those guys. And they're homies. I've seen them. Well, I made a point to see them every time they come through Salt Lake, but they've always been opening for the most part. <laughs> and I arrive late. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so I've uh, been to their shows, but not necessarily seeing them. Anyway, they'll be playing with Fearing. And with 200 Stab Wounds, that was a band we opened for back in November, and Narrowhead. And then on the 9th, like I said, every day, at Aces High Saloon will be Doc Hammer, Nark, and Cudney. 
on the 10th, Henry Rollins will be doing his own little spoken word at the stateroom. Cool. I do not know if that show is sold out, but I really want to go. Last time he was here, he played the stateroom, and I watched it. I was there, and that was really cool. <laughs> Plus, my friends got to meet him. They just kind of hung out at the back of the venue, and they're like, can we hang out for a minute? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe I'll have to do that next. Anyway, on the 11th, there are two shows, Some Kind of Nightmare, Fancy Lads, uh, Debasers, and Real Flip at Resolute Tattoo. And the other one at Aces High Saloon that I will be attending is Necrowolf, Deathblow, and Paralysis opening up for the mighty Who Am I? D-R-I, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God. The last time I stage-dived was at a DRI show. Not just stage-dived, front-flipped off the PA stacks into the crowd. Nice. So, yeah, I'm going to be going a little wild at this one. I mean, DRI, man, dirty, rotten, motherfucking imbeciles. I cannot <laughs> wait for that one. I went. Th- I was jumping through a lot of hoops to get that ticket because I bought the ticket on Aces High's website, and then a couple days later, I realized I didn't get a confirmation code for, for the email. So I messaged uh, Katie, the owner, like, hey, what the fuck? Then <laughs> she got in touch with the person who handles the website, and they were like, oh, yeah, I see that you bought it. Let's just uh, send the confirmation to you. Right. They sent it to me. I didn't get it. Sent it to me again. I didn't get it. It just was not going through. And I was checking all my folders, all the junk mail, all the trash, everything. And it was not coming. And then they're like, you know what? We're just going to put you on the list. And after they said that, whoop, here it comes. I got my confirmation code. I'm like, okay, start, saved. I'm fucking going to DRI. So help me God. Oh, God. So anyway, on the 13th. At Brewski's, we will have Outlaw Stiffs, Usurpers, The Avenues, and Violent Unrest. By the way, Brewski's, that's a bar up in Ogden. Not Salt Lake, Ogden. So if you want to see some uh, punk rock in Ogden, I know it's very sparse out there, then uh, that, that's, that's your chance, man. That awesome. is your chance. And finally, on the 14th, at Resolute Tattoo, we will have Thoroughgood Jenkins. Jenkins, 333. Three, three. That's three threes in, uh, uh, that's a triple of threes. Yeah, stupid. Youth group and bad mouth. And that's all I got for shows in the next fucking 10 days. Like I said, there's a show every day in May, and I'm sure I'm missing a few. That's awesome. Well, uh, last one I have to mention, it's going to be a Ukraine benefit gig at the York. It's in Bolton. So if you're over there in the UK, uh, go check that out. It's Saturday, May 21st. The band you'll get to see is Kill the Masters, TPS, which stands for This Party Sucks. Uh, Tick No Talk is the name of the band. Uh, Dixie Riot, The Chimps, Benefit State, TCCL, which stands for This Couldn't Care or The Couldn't Care Less. And finally, the Papa Shangos, who we have played on the show. Uh, All money going so you can donate whatever you want, card, cash, whatever, when you get there. Uh, goes to the Bolton Ukrainian Social Center. So if you want to go check that out and support, you should, and go check out some cool bands. Eric, let's get into that great cover-to-cover album because we have an interview to get to. Go. Yes, we do. All right. Now, the final thing I'm going to be uh, talking about, the General Violence Conference. Okay, it's not the final. I still got one more band to talk about after this. But this one is the is probably the most standout band because to my knowledge, of all the bands I've seen, this is the one that sounds the most old-school, hardcore punk 
out of everyone on that bill. I'm talking, it's sounding like Gorilla Biscuits. It's sounding like the earliest of Black Flag. It sounded like Red Cross, Battalion of Saints, that type of shit. They are LA hardcore through and through, and I love it. They are a band called No Ma'am. No Ma'am. And that's actually a reference to the show Married with Children. Yes, it where is. Where Al Bundy kind of formed his uh, version of the He-Man Woman Haters Club you right. know, from Little Rascals. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and he called it No Ma'am. That's awesome. Yep, and that's where uh, that's where they got the name from. All their merch on their shirts is uh, Al is like a uh, caricature of Al Bundy, or not a caricature, a stencil of Al Bundy holding his finger to his head, you know, in the shape of a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to get that shirt. And I gotta say, no, ma'am. I was uh, playing pool with the uh, uh, with the guys in uh, Marine Corps and Ethan, and. I was like, okay, come and shoot a, shoot a ball. All right, then go back into the pit. So I go and mosh for a while and then have some fun, then go back and shoot some pool. And I went <laughs> back and forth like that for the longest time. Oh, God. Anyway, no, ma'am. They only have an album, a album out, and it's just called The Early Demo or The, old, or the No, ma'am Crew or whatever it's called. I don't really know the exact title, but it only exists on YouTube right now. And I've been keeping in touch with these guys, and they actually said that they are in the process of making tapes. And I'm like, okay, send me a tape, and I will send you our tape. We'll do a tape trade. There you go. Yeah. We're also doing the same thing with shirts, because I hit them up saying, I couldn't find your merch. I didn't have time to look, but, and I can't find a place where to buy them. So how do I get this? Oh, just send me your address. I'll mail it to you. All right, then. I'll send you one of my band's shirts. So that's how we do it. That is cool. Yep, trading is still alive in this uh, in this fucking community. Anyway, <laughs> for no, ma'am, I got to give it to you guys. You were one of the funnest bands I had seen that night. I will talk a little bit more about that, but for now, here is a song. And yeah, old school hardcore. The songs are very short. These guys are not an exception to the rule. Here is the no, ma'am crew. Let's go. 
See, that Gatling gun of, of, of lyrics right there. Right? Yeah, like I said, old school hardcore, right down to the grainy production. It's just admitting that feeling of like, this album was recorded in a day. <laughs> just like many of the great ones back in the back in that day. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I said, LA hardcore through and through. Just hardcore through and through. And yeah, I gotta say, I got nothing but nice things to say about No Ma'am. And I'm gonna say another nice thing about them. In the time when I was watching them going back to the pool table, the back to the pit, we they actually covered my favorite negative approach song. Ready to fight. I was like, oh shit. And as soon as they started, me and the one other hardcore guy at the show, I forget his name. I wanna say Kyle. I could, I don't, I'm not good with names. We jumped up on the stage and we crowded around their singer and we are all participating. We won't take any shit and we're not about to leave just because you don't like who we are and want to be. Yeah, and as soon as the chorus hit, we was like, ready to fight, ready to fight, ready to fight, 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 fight. We just jumped right back into the pit, just started pushing everybody, crowd killing to the fullest extent. <laughs> oh, we were having so much fun. It was a fun time. It was a super fun time. And me and Ethan respectively, we were one of the few people who were there from the beginning to last call. We were, and we had to go back and forth to the jam space to like drop off of our gear. And that was the benefit of opening, you know, as soon as we're done with our set, we just put our gear back and, you know, we can chill. That's cool. <laughs> it was great. It was a great time. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, back to the band. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, no, ma'am. They... They have a lot of great songs. Like I said, you can only find it on YouTube, but if you really want to get the uh, demo, just just look up their social media. They have an Instagram. Yes. And that's how I've been keeping in touch with them. And, yeah, just uh, keep in touch. Just be like, hey, I want to buy a cassette tape when you have it. All right. Like I said, it's about as old school as it gets. That's, <laughs> I've been saying that a lot, but I can't emphasize it enough. So with that being said... Let's have a song that is titled Noise Complaint. The one thing that we did not get in this whole extravaganza. We did not get a single one. So we, I don't know if we're doing anything right now. <laughs> Here's Noise Complaint. <laughs>
Yep, and that was a little bit of a second wave hardcore. You know, where you get those little thrashy downstroke parts. But it's so fun. That's awesome. Yep, I hope I hope the best for you guys. I hope for No Ma'am. And uh, now, that, um, now that I've been keeping in touch with them, we now have a plug out in L.A. So I'm like, we want to share the bill with you guys again. Whether you come back here or we go out there, we want to play out of state. You guys want to play out of state. Let's make something happen. Right. Yep. Great band. Great guys. Great music. If you're into that uh, underproduced shit, I know I am, <laughs> obviously. And, yeah, what more can I say except, I guess, old school till I die. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> well, we've reached the point where we're going to do the interview. Uh, let's play one track, new one. They, they have a couple new tracks out. So the band Powerhouse, we've been talking about the band kind of periodically throughout the episode. Powerhouse is going to be releasing a new album called Renegades. That comes out June 17th. Uh, so be on the lookout. That's coming out next month. It's going to be on Upstate Records. I want to throw a shout out to Mario for hooking us up with Chris of Powerhouse. Mario being from Upstate Records. So look for that. You can go find other Powerhouse uh, items, releases, previous releases and such on their Bandcamp page, which is powerhouseobhc.bandcamp.com for Oakland brand hardcore Yes, they are from Oakland. Yes, they released music in the 90s into, I think, the early 2000s. We're going to cover all of that stuff and then stuff about the new music coming up. We're going to do all that in the interview. They've released two singles so far from Renegades. One of them is It's Been a Minute. We're going to do the interview immediately following this song, and then we'll play another new track, and maybe we'll get around to an older track after that, too. All post-interview. Chris will be joining us as soon as we get through this awesome new track. It's been a minute. What a fitting title. What a great track. It was released, uh, the first single was released April 8th. The other one will be, it was like just a week ago. So be on the lookout for more. I think they have one more, but we'll cover all that in the interview. Next up, Chris, here it is from Powerhouse. It's been a minute.
And now we are sitting here with the one and only Chris from Powerhouse. How you doing, Chris? Doing well. How you doing? Doing all right? Yeah, doing all right. We're good. Because I assume we're in for uh, quite an interview. Because <laughs> uh, I know the Powerhouse, they've, you guys have been around for for quite some time now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we... we... We kind of had a little bit of a hiatus, uh, <laughs> a, 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 I suppose you call it a hiatus. Yeah, but the band started uh, really in 1992. I got in the band in 1993, so I mean, we're talking 30 years now. But we had a, a kind of a long pause. We did have a long pause in there. It's probably you know 17 years. A little, little bit of a break. A little bit. A little bit. You were active though during that window. You had uh, a few releases. Looks like there's. Three albums and then EPs, splits, and so forth, uh, as you would expect from bands uh, that play hardcore. You know the splits that is. <laughs> yep. yep, correct, correct. Yeah, we did, we did, we did some releases with. Uh, we did a release with Blackout. Did a release with a label called Resurrection AD that doesn't exist anymore. Um, did a lot of comps, you know, some things like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that was all. That all ended in 2004. That was that ended with um, the death of the founder of the band, uh, Ernie. That was uh, uh, he died of cancer in December 2004. And at that point, I just didn't want to do the band. It, it was he was like one of my best friends. I didn't want to do the band without him. So we mm-hmm. it got iced. It got iced for a long time because it was like it was a respect thing for me. You know, I you know he was my brother. I loved him to death, and I felt like it. I I couldn't be on stage with somebody else. So. You know, it was either him or nobody at the time. And, and I'm glad that I came to a different point in my life. And I felt like, you know, this is important to do again. It's all part of the uh, grieving process, you know, and sometimes, yeah, you can't exactly uh, jump right back in to, to what used to be, but. That's true. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, so I was asked to do, Ernie had two bands. He had another band called Doomsday Device as well. That was from, from Oakland and killer uh, yeah. band, killer band. And they they done a bunch of stuff. And when Ernie passed away, um, those guys actually asked me to do that band. And I felt like, oh, well, maybe I could do that instead. But even at that, just even singing the lyrics that he wrote, it was just one of those things that really just it felt strange. You know, everything seemed really foreign to me at the time. So it's just kind of like, yeah, this is, you know, I, I it, it was hard to do that, too. It really was. How long did you say the hiatus was from, uh, it, I assume it started in uh, 04? Fucking long time, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so, Powerhouse, the, the last show that Powerhouse did officially as Powerhouse with Ernie was at the end of April. Uh, actually, I think it was April 25th. So, I mean, almost, almost to the day here, we're just a couple of days off of 2004. So, that was the last official show. We'd done a couple of memorial shows to raise some money for some things, help to pay for a headstone and some stuff like that. But that was, mm-hmm. that was really it. And then, uh, Eddie and I and uh, a friend of ours named Max uh, got together in 2018 and started playing some music again and with the intention of, of doing the band. But at that point, we were, we were rehearsing songs, but also trying to write new stuff. So, I mean, what does I put it? I said, that's like a 14, a 14 year hiatus at that point, you know, long time, man. That, long is, time. A, yeah, that is a long time. Uh, yeah, what was the, what was the push that was like, uh, that just uh, made you say, you know, let's just uh, do this in, uh, let's just get the band back together. Like, so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, our drummer, Walter, has played in a lot of bands. He's a beast on the drums. He's he's played with Mabel and he's played with Testament. And he's played with Possessed and he's played with Machine Head and he's played with um, 
uh, Sub Zero, and he's played with uh, DRI, and I mean the, the list goes on and on. Wow. And on. He's a, Wow, he's a beast. <laughs> that's not I think just a list. That's an impressive list. <laughs> he's a resume. He's got a resume. Man. I, I think we figured out he's been in 19 bands. Wow, holy hell. 19 bands. But uh, to get to the point of the question, you know, a, a bunch of years ago, he got in my ear and he kept saying, Hey, man, we should do the band. We should do the band. We should do the band. Because he played in Doomsday Device, he played in Powerhouse. And, and, uh, for the longest time, my, my position always was, is, hey, man, you get Ernie on stage, I'll be there, 100%. And everybody kind of knew what that meant. But Walter was persistent. And at one point, I kind of just finally, I think it was, he almost got, he, I, I guess I relented. I relented and said, all right, fuck it, we'll do it. But what I also came to kind of understand was that um, uh, as, as we had greater distance between that last show and Ernie and where we were at, um, Powerhouse was not, um, you know, it just wasn't necessarily on the radar for a lot of people. And, and, and it was important to me that people remember Ernie because to me, he was a really uh, unique person and a very special person. And he was super charismatic and people were really, really drawn to him. You know, he was loved and he was feared. He was both, but like, you know, people that loved him, loved him. And, uh, and so it was important to, to keep his memory out there. And so I guess the best way I felt that I could do that was by, by, Jumping back in and saying, "Okay, I'll do, I'll do the band," you know, because Eddie, Eddie's always been on board. I guess he's always just been kind of sitting around. He's a guitar player. He's one of the original members of the band. He, um, I guess he's always just been kind of sitting around waiting for me, you know. So that was it. Walter, Walter was the the guy that pushed it. He pushed it, and and you know, and it was me coming to the terms with the fact that like, no, we need to keep our Ernie's name out there. It's important. Yeah, kind of the earworm, as it were. <laughs> yeah totally yes he would get in my ear i'd see him like a couple times a year and every single time he'd just start working out he just grab me down <laughs> you know what though that says something you know we just discussed at the resume or the the quality of bands and the quantity of the quality of bands and that he is coming back to you saying hey let's let's play these songs let's do this band that that i think it says something there mm-hmm. as to the quality of what powerhouse was doing you know that's something that i never thought about but yeah that that yeah that's real man yeah 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 thank you that's that's actually a great point yeah for sure yeah i never thought of it that way yeah uh, i mean if he if it was a band that was like eh, you know what i've done 19 bands there's probably a band on that list that the music he's just not that into and is all right not going back and playing that stuff mm-hmm. right so for a band that he's continually going back and saying hey let's let's play these songs let's get back together you know it says something about the songs and it says something about being together with the guys that that did those songs yeah it's about those that's true you know the, the biggest part of that too uh dustin is the fact that that was his love for ernie yeah that's how much ernie meant to him too like that he wanted to do this for ernie that's awesome that's really yeah. cool. I love that. And that's how you know the uh that's how you know the band's got a uh <clears throat> got a strong structure, you know, when it's like passion holding it together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so you know, and as a band, we we were always a band, but we were friends first. It was always friends first, you know. We've always been friends, and then the band just happened to be the bonus part. So, you know, that's just you know. I saw these guys and we didn't just get together to play music. I literally, I probably saw Ernie seven days a week for years, years and years and years and years and years. Wow. And I still miss him dearly, you know, but um, uh, it was the friendship first. I mean, that's always how we were. 
that's just that's just how we lived you know that's awesome yeah kind of uh jumping back to the uh well sort of to the past and also uh lingering in the future it's really uh uh, how do you compare the songs that you wrote back in the back in the '90s to uh, how you're writing them now, or how you're uh, going about it? Where's the where did the inspiration come from, and where's it coming from now? Okay, so well, Ernie was a really good bass player. Like uh, you know, uh, I mean, to the point where like you know, Matt Freeman, who plays with Rancid, who's been you know Rolling Stone, said, "Hey, you know, this is one of the top ten bass players of all time." Actually, sat there and was watching Ernie play at one point. You know, it was rural Bay Area people. Uh, and it was just, he's like, fuck, Ernie's a good bass player. I mean, it's kind of a big statement. You know, it's a big statement coming from someone of Matt's stature. And <laughs> yeah. Ernie really was. Ernie was. He was a really good bass player. But along with that, he was a really good songwriter, you know. And and he had his influences. And, and you know, the earlier Powerhouse stuff definitely reflected a lot of that. I do play guitar. I have written songs on the first record. I only had maybe two songs that I wrote. The majority of that stuff was Ernie and Eddie. And, uh, and there's some really killer stuff, but it's also, you know, of the style of the nineties, you know, it was kind of like late eighties, early nineties, you know, that, that's kind of where powerhouse kind of, you know, there was a lot of, you know, punk rock much bigger on the West coast at that point, hardcore much bigger on the East coast. So their, their influences, you could feel them more. There's a, there's definitely a, like a good, like punk edge to like the no regrets record. There's some, you, you could feel it in there. You know, it was, it was a hardcore for sure, but it was definitely, you could hear kind of some of those roots in there because those guys like, you know, Poison Idea and RKL and, you know, a lot of the stuff that was coming off the West Coast. But then they also still loved all the New York stuff as well. Loving, you know, Mayabool. We, we did the first Mayabool run when Mayabool came to California in 1995. Oh, nice. With them, yeah. So that, and that was on Set It Off. And, you know, that was, uh, it was, it was like we were long lost brothers. We literally got together with those guys. And it was like we'd known them forever. And it was, it was cool. And, I've maintained my friendships with them this entire time. There's some of my, you know, dearest friends, but Ernie wrote a lot of stuff. Eddie wrote a lot of stuff. I started contributing more uh, with like what lies ahead and, and stuff like that. And then on the newest stuff, I, I've, I've written a bunch of it. Uh, Eddie's written some stuff. Casey, our new bass player has written some stuff, you know, and, and for me, I was, my inspiration for the new stuff was harnessing. I was trying to harness Ernie the best I could. And it probably doesn't sound anything like what Ernie would have done, but that was me doing my best version of it. And, you know, we ended up with what we got. And I, I kind of feel it's, I like what we got. I think it's pretty good stuff, man. Yeah. The two tracks so far are great. I, I like them a lot. I'm really looking forward to what you're putting out. And I want to put out there that uh, I'm glad that you guys got back together just because, you know, back in the 90s, harder to come across music. So I hadn't heard of Powerhouse at that time. I mean, in Salt Lake, the radio back then, I mean, that's how you got a lot of the music. I mean, late 90s, early 2000s, internet really wasn't a great place to go discover a lot of stuff. Like, you you know, like now you can pretty much that's find fun. anything, and, but if you don't know what you're looking for, you might not come across it. And just as you said, as great a bass player as, as Ernie is, and you guys had releases on Blackout Records, I think Blackout Records, if people are aware of punk music in general. You know that that's a, a label that put out a lot of great stuff in that era as well. And what you guys are doing now. Plus, you know, when you're talking about Matt Freeman, two of my two favorite bass players of bands, at least that I'm familiar with, right? Because I haven't heard of everybody, but Casey Watson and Matt Freeman. And, you know, you just talked about Matt's opinion of Ernie, and now you have Casey is playing in the band. Yeah, that's pretty. Casey's awesome. a beast. 
Yeah. Casey he's my brother, man. I love him to death. He's he's great. He's he, great. He awesome. Just uh I've seen Old Firm play a couple times and just hearing the music on the record, you can tell it's great, but watching him play, I really yeah. like the 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 change up when, when Casey is singing. So I just fantastic uh addition. Great band, right? Yeah. I love that band. Yeah. Such a good band. Yeah. I remember seeing them uh back in uh in Vegas for uh punk rock bowling and old firm casuals. <laughs> they were opening up for uh Agnostic Front. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, quite a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, those guys are beasts. The live show for them is just so good, man. I, I, I was fortunate enough; I tour managed them, so I got to I got to work with them for years. Oh. And uh, I got to see them play a lot, and I I still I I would watch them every single time. Uh, right, just, awesome, and oh, Casey hey, you know, awesome to watch. I mean, the last time I saw them, it was at Rock the Ship a couple years back, and he right. was in a boot, and he still was awesome to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. His foot got fucked. Oh, man, it was bad. <laughs> he almost lost his toes, man, and I'm glad Ooh. he didn't, you know. But it was bad. Yeah, he's he, but nothing, nothing slows him down. But he, he being who he is, I really felt like I know that Ernie would have respected him as a human being uh, and as a musician. And, and he's probably about the only person that I would feel okay being on stage with, uh, taking Ernie's place. Right. And so it's, it's appropriate and on many levels, you know, and, and there's things that Casey does that are very, you know, familiar that, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. So he kills it and he kills it, man. I mean, he's he and Walter as, as a rhythm section lock in, in a way that's fucking crazy, man. And they just, I'm, I'm fortunate to be playing in a band with these guys. Fuck Yeah. That's awesome. That is <laughs> really cool. Uh, it's a, it's been a minute that is a great first single to release you know just fitting yeah. just the title alone right nice appropriate right uh, appropriate indeed uh, i thought it was fantastic and then outlast just you just released that one this past week right on friday yeah correct both yeah. awesome tracks and then uh you're, you're saying that you have another single that you'll release renegades is coming out on june 17th and so uh that's going to be a full length what are your plans as far as you know, what mediums are you planning on releasing it on? Correct. Yes. So uh, first off, so we have an EP. It's a six song EP. That's what's actually going to release. It's going to be available on streaming platforms. It's going to be on vinyl as well. We're releasing it on on Oxblood um, vinyl. Uh, Pitchfork is the, uh, is the label that is working in conjunction with Upstate Records. So they are kind of joining forces here and we're blessed to have them both. Right. Because, um, so Warren, if, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Warren Lee. Warren Lee was a, a guitar tech for Slayer for, I don't know, 17 or 18 years. Wow. Uh, but while he was out working with them and while he was out working all the Ozfests and working for Hatebreed and working for a lot of different bands, he had very quietly started a t-shirt company called Pitchfork and, and it remained a t-shirt company for a long time. And then my very good friend, Ricky, that works for Pirates Press Records decided that he's like, Hey man, will you ever consider doing anything more? We can, we can do these things that are associated with pitchfork and we'll release these. We can do these collection of, of seven inches with, you know, we'll get like, we did a powerhouse and agnostic front did something and sheer terror did something. And, you know, they did some with sick of it all. And they did some with the old from casuals and they, and they released all these things, but never with the intention of really being a label, but nonetheless, they're my friends. And I was just like, well, I mean, who, who better to do business, you know, I mean, I guess sometimes people would probably recommend don't do business with your friends, but <laughs> because I like these guys so much, they've been, uh, I, I mean, Warren's been one of, one of my dear, dear friends for 
close to 30 years. I mean, 20, he played in 25 to light back in the early nineties and they came and it felt like they lived out here at times because they would just, they would spend so much time in California and in the Bay area in particular. And so I couldn't have thought of anybody better that I would want to work with. And so, you know, and, and it's had its advantages. I mean, Ricky, Ricky is the guy at Pirates Press Records. He's, he's the right, the right hand to, to the boss. And so it gives us access to pressing and stuff like that, 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 you know, not everybody does. And, and so we're really fortunate, man. We're fortunate. And, and it's just like, Hey man, we're not looking for tons of tour support. We're not looking for upfront money, but if you guys will get this stuff out, you know, we, we've got it up. It'll be on the streaming platforms. It's, it's, it's on our band camp. We have a powerhouse OBHC band camp. And then, uh, the uh, the record will come out on vinyl as well. We got a limit of uh, a thousand for the first pressing. There's a thousand red vinyl. It's a twelve inch. It's a twelve inch EP. Awesome. Sweet. Sound quality should be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you asked you asked about shows too, correct? We're, yes. we're, we're talking. About shows. Yeah. So coming up, we're actually. So I'm I'm actually here in Boston right now because I'm on tour with Lars Fredrickson. I'm I'm tour managing him on his solo run, and mm. so uh, we're we're going to be playing here tomorrow night but I'm not going to be playing. He's going to be playing here tomorrow, but I'm here working. But on Friday, I break away from his tour and we go and we're playing in Philly. Uh, Joe Harcourt's doing a show for us out there. We're desolated. And then we jump on with uh, H2O and Madball and Asbury Park on uh, April 30th. And then we go up to Rhode Island. We play with them May 1st. Those are probably not going to be in the upcoming podcast, but the shows that we do have, we have a couple of shows at the end of May um, May 27th to 28th, we have a show, uh, one in Sacramento at the, uh, Cafe Colonial. And then we have, uh, the X bar where like all the, all the, the, the San Jose bands that are killing it. A lot of them go through there, you know, Tsunami plays there a bunch and Gulch has been there and Scal plays there or from Malachi, um, books and does a lot of shows out of there. And we'll be down there, um, on, uh, May 28th. And then we do our record release June 25th in Oakland. And then we're going to be out here for this is hardcore. We're going to be playing July 9th. So we'll be playing upstate New York. We'll be playing Albany uh, on the 8th. We'll be playing July 9th. Uh, this is hardcore. We'll be playing Boston on July, uh, July 10th. As the stuff that's later right now, we'll be back down in LA later in the fall. We'll make it down to San Diego and stuff. So, you know, there's, those, those things are still in the makings right now. But those are, those are the shows we have coming up. We haven't really pushed real hard because we're trying to get the new songs out. I mean, this has kind of been a battle. You guys may not be aware, but like we had to record the original recordings for these songs uh, we did in June of uh, last year and those songs uh the the hard drive crashed and we lost all the songs oh fuck. We, we were we were kind of bumped because we caught a vibe man like you could just feel it it was in there and uh <clears throat> we we're pretty excited about it but then it, you know it became what it was and then casey uh went out because he guitar text for rancid and so he was going for a bunch of months and then he came back and so we were able to re-record again in november and so we're that finally brings us to here you know but it's exciting, you know, but we're going to really, we hope to do more once this record comes out because it just feels like, you know, as much as we love a lot of the older stuff, it just kind of feels like it's time to, to do some new stuff too. And I really like the new stuff. I, you know, I, I sometimes I listen to some of my, my older lyrics. I'm like, oh, this is kind of, uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that. Jeez, you know? You know, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, sometimes you leave and you say, God, that shit's really dated, you know, it just kind of seems whatever. And so at this, at this particular moment, these lyrics feel very, you know, current but you know hopefully they'll they'll hold up better i feel like i've i've gotten a little bit better with my lyric writing as i've gotten older maybe i've learned a little something in life i don't know 
It may be. Remains to be seen, I guess. Well, I can only hope. I don't know how much more time I got on this planet. I can only hope I figured a few things out by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the, the the couple shows that are coming this this coming weekend, and it'll be this past weekend by the time everybody hears the interview, uh, also, obviously awesome bands, Madball, H2O, and Hazen Street. That's that's right. awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, all my friends. I mean, and it's just a beautiful thing to think that, you know, first time Abel came to California, we had the ability to play shows. We're just coming back, able to play with the, them again. We played with H2O a ton of, on the West Coast. Actually, I mean, we, we never played with H2O on the East Coast, which is a crazy thing. But here, here we are. We're going to do it, which is cool. I mean, I've known Toby forever, uh, you know. All these people, you know, Toby and his wife, and I mean Max. I mean, they've, they've stayed at my house. I mean, it's just like it's it's cool. It's it's exciting to be back in the mix. It's definitely be exciting to be in the mix. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So on those shows, and and maybe it'll you know adjust as the the release comes out. But what percentage do you think you're going to mix your your new stuff in with some of the older stuff on your your set list? So as it stands now, for these these shows that are coming, we're going to be doing three of the six songs, and then you know obviously we'll stick with that until the record drops. And then the goal is is to put all six of these new songs in there because I, I, shit, I mean, I feel like they're strong. I I feel like they're strong. I mean, do, do you guys listen to them? Do you have any any sense of them? Do you like them? Oh yeah, I, the the two already I, I like a lot. I just heard Outlast. Yesterday, I saw that it was coming out, and uh, I, I forgot about it because I, I write, keep a list, and then fortunately, Spotify keeps me up to date. And so uh, I saw that one, and then yeah, the the first one, awesome. Uh, like I said, very fitting title. And yeah. uh, you know, when we were lining up the interview, I thought this is going to be cool. <laughs> you know, awesome. cool. already a, a lot of other just great story to go along with what, what we're doing than you know what i was anticipating uh leading up to do an interview so it's really cool i appreciate you taking the time yeah no i'm i'm, I'm psyched to be here with you guys thanks again for for having me yeah totally i mean <laughs> it's quite a uh a privilege to us um i guess to interview people who have been around uh you know quote back in the day <laughs> you know? and right uh, but just to know that they are all still kicking it. They are still just uh, they're still putting forward all of their uh, all of the best efforts that they got, and and especially uh, someone uh, someone in a position like yours where you know you had a fourteen year hiatus where there was just uh, uh, nothing coming from this band, right. and now hey we're back. And you thought our stuff was good back then? Just to wait because we like to think that it's getting better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I personally believe that. So, and I guess to, to ultimately answer the question, the plan for us is to to play the, all the all the new songs and and still mix in what we believe are probably the strong songs from from the past and and just try to bring a really good show for everybody. You know, and you know, and, and I I know this having done um, uh, vocals in, in Ernie's other band and Doomsday Device. You know, for like for Casey being the new guy in the band, it's it's kind of cool to I would assume I'm I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth, you know, right now, but having kind of felt that being the guy that's come into a band that already existed, it's kind of cool. If you have the ability to start like creating something new and, and, and doing that and feeling like you're actually included rather than just playing someone else's stuff. Mm. And so, uh, and again, yeah, I, I feel like the new stuff's pretty sick. So um, yeah, I, we, we want to play all of it. So by June 25th, we're playing all of it. That'll be the plan. Awesome. Y'all heard all the shows that they have uh, coming up. So here you go. <laughs> a chance to hear all six songs live. 
Totally. Yeah, I hope so. Hope so. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we typically can do about 12, 13, 14 songs. Just depending on, we get about 30 minutes, we can get about 13, 14 songs in there, I think, usually. Usually, we'll see. Some of these newer songs are a little bit longer, you know, but, um, and we'll see how it all fits in. Yeah. Always the struggle of figuring out uh, set times, I guess. <laughs> What's the cap off point? I mean, my band, right, well, we yeah. only have seven songs, yeah. but it amounts to about 40 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, right. Sure. You know, and so for us, we know where, where we're going on, on these shows coming up. We know that we get 30 minutes. So, you know, it's like, OK, you got to like you just got to pick all the, the stuff that, you know, is at least what you feel is the best stuff you got and, and make sure it counts, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that maybe you want to play. You just don't not gonna have that opportunity. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially those bands that have a catalog that's uh, what, three and a half miles long. <laughs> well, right. I mean, it's uh, going to a festival, right? I mean, you know, you're going to go, if you go to a, a, some of the big, like say an outdoor festival or even an indoor festival, your band that you're going to see is probably going to hit a handful of the songs that you like. And, and that's all you're going to get because that's all the time they get, you know, whereas if you were to go see them on their own, you get to hear a ton of shit because it, they get the call the shots at that point, you know? Yeah. But in all, it's awesome to see that, uh, it's awesome to see that your band is still is even after that time where it looked like it was not coming back surprise it's back and we're going to kick ass. I mean, yeah, well, the hope. That's said, cool. just, uh, it just sounds like it's all leading up to that. I mean, I haven't heard the music yet at time <laughs> of this reviewing, but uh, you've amped me, you've amped them up enough to, uh, to get me to check them out as soon as possible. Good deal. So it's been a minute. I think it's kind of self-explanatory in the title. Uh, are, are there any of the other five tracks, including Outlast, that have either maybe some, something specific that you want to talk about here that, that might not be so obvious as it's been a minute as to what the, the, the song means or means to you or the band? Hmm. Uh, I, well, I, I'd like to think that um, I'd like to think that all of these songs are are pretty understandable. But I guess um, are you guys familiar with 185 Miles South? Is another podcast. He lives in San Diego. He does a podcast. He's been a fan of Powerhouse. He's I've actually known him for a pretty long time too. And they they reviewed the album uh, just recently, and they were talking about it. now. There's a song on there called The Resistance, and The Resistance discusses the idea of disinformation and how we handle it, and as they reviewed it, they talked about the idea of it not taking, uh, they didn't know what side I took because I didn't talk about any particular side being right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And the the fact of the matter is, is that it's not about the side. The fact is, is that we're in the end, the trap is set for all of us. And so we all have to pay attention to what's coming our way and how they choose to get into our, our heads and come into our homes and, and how they choose to um, disseminate information into our lives and how we then mitigate through that. And so whatever side I take, the fact of the matter is, is we're all targets, period. And so when I say that we need to be the resistance, it's because they're coming after all of us in one way or another. And whatever the information is, you know, fact is always intermixed with speculation and opinion. And so the fact gets muddied. And, and so you don't, there, there's plenty of times where it can be very difficult to discern what's real and what's an opinion and what's a speculative and what you really, you can get lost in it really easily, you know, because what they're, they're just trying to, they're not necessarily trying to teach you anything or give you information. They're trying to get emotional responses. And so, so for that, that song, 
Uh, I guess if anything were to ever really truly need to be clarified, that's what that song is. This is this is a battle for all of us. I don't want to be divided with my countrymen. I want to I want to be not that I have to be in lockstep. I don't have to agree with everybody, but I do know I need to get along for the greater good. Like we all need to be able to get along with each other. I mean, it it, it all falls apart. It all crashes and burns any other fucking way. And and you know, the people in power don't necessarily suffer the same consequences as us so mm-hmm. so as we go through our lives we need to pay attention and and so that's what that song is really about it's not like hey the, these guys on the, the right are, are are wrong and these guys on the left are wrong it's it's, it's 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 hey guys all of us need to fucking pay attention man right because at any point you're trying to get in your head at any point someone's trying to get in your head whether it's you know on on your instagram or it's fucking on your news feed mm-hmm. or any of that that's what they're trying to do they're trying to, to get a response out of you. And so that's, if any song needed to be clarified, I suppose maybe that was, and I can only hope that somehow that clarifies for people what that song's about, because isn't, again, it's not about taking sides. There's enough people taking sides in this world right now. I'm not trying to be one of them, you know, that we're not getting anywhere by taking sides. We're not. So at this point now I want people to pay attention. I, I agree. Uh, absolutely. The, uh, disinformation, my opinion, comes from both sides. Realistically, the whatever side is convincing the, the side that agrees with them already, and then the other side pitting the ones that agree with them against the others by saying that you just think it's you know disinformation. And I, I think it comes from either side, doesn't matter. And not that I want to put words into your mouth, but uh, whatever side you lean or anybody for that matter, it appears... You're where you, where we all should be, right? Whether you lean a little left, whether you lean a little right, if you're a little, then you're closer to the middle, and closer to the middle is where we all need to be. Obviously, we're not, like you said, not all going to think the same stuff, and we shouldn't. We're all different. We have different life experiences, different opinions, all of that. But if you stay closer to that middle, then we don't get divided because we're okay with, hey, you know what? Not such a big deal. You think a little different than me. I think a little different than you. But when we allow something to be, you know, when we're getting into that disinformation stage, then it's really pretty extreme to one direction, which then makes the opposite really vocal that it's disinformation. And then the side that agrees with it is extremely vocal and polarized for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and the other part of that too, bro, is that. Um, there are points where two things can be true at the same time. Many things can be true at the same time, you know? Right. And so, but what that means is it doesn't mean that, that the, the absolutes are real, you know, where some part one, someone wants to believe that only what they believe is, is correct. Right. Because, you know, what, what may reign true in California for the people that live there may not necessarily reign true in Salt Lake city, you know, in, in Utah or, or in New York city or in, you know, Alabama, you know, and I don't want to get too far down this road, but you know, <laughs> right. about resistance, you know, uh, you know, I, for me, I guess I've, as I've gotten older, I I've come to understand that like the idea of, you know, what, what really matters, right. you know, what are the things that I can truly have an impact on in my life? And that's the people in my life. That's my family. That's my friends. That's the people I care about. And so, uh, that's my employees. And, you know, so I try to lead my life in a way where I don't need to get caught up in all the bullshit because in the end, to me, most of it seems like it's bullshit. They can tell me about how all this crazy stuff's going on. There's always somebody going to try to take my money. 
So, you know, I know I'm going to have to spend it somewhere and they're going to get it somehow. But like, aside from that, how much is that shit? Does the rest of it really, truly impact me? And so for that, I don't want to get caught up in it. I would prefer to just invest my time in doing the things that that will be productive in my life. Right. That's taking care of myself, doing my self-care so that I can then take care of the other people in my life. And that's it. And, you know, and the rest has got to fall by the wayside, man. If not, we're just, we're doomed, man. We're doomed. I don't want to be doomed. <laughs> I don't want to be doomed either. <laughs> yeah. you know what I, mean? I just don't want to. So if I can feel like I can say something that might mean something to somebody, you know, cool. That's what I'm trying to do. That's definitely oh, yeah. a better medium to, to get that information, you know, in, in the music that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, just don't think of it as uh, objectively right or wrong. It's like that, uh, uh, that song by Sham69. Everyone, everybody's right. Everybody's wrong. I don't know who's wrong, and I don't know who's right. <laughs> I mean, they've been saying that yeah, for going up fifty yeah. years now. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, right. And and what's changed? Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what's sometimes changed? the faces, and sometimes those faces don't change. Sometimes they're there for that entire fifty fucking years. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that work, but yeah, it, it, it's true. That rings true too, man. But yeah, I mean, that, that's that. I think all the other songs are, are pretty self-explanatory, you know? Cool. Well, we're looking forward to hearing the rest of, of Renegades. Eric's looking forward to hearing the, the tracks that are out already. It's been a minute and Outlast. What else do we need to know about the band? What shows, I, I, just I'm going to put it out there, California, Oakland even, it's not too far from Salt Lake. So, you know, I don't know if you plan on coming this way, but if you do any in California... Uh, I definitely would like to make my way over there. It's been since Rock the Ship was the last time I was in California. And so right. uh, I, I feel show. like I yeah. want to get there because there's so many great bands that play. But in the horizon, just for show purposes, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, don't you know, Salt Lake City would be a fun place to go to. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm really coming to Salt Lake City. I would love to play Salt Lake City again. It's been a very long time. I think the last time we played Salt Lake City was 20 years ago. Wow. So I'd be more than happy to make a make a trip back, man. So anything else that we should know about the band? Like, uh, as you pointed out, you have a, a Bandcamp page, so that'd be a good place to go check out. Uh, looks like you have quite a few of the releases on there. Spotify, if people have Spotify accounts, you, can, you know, they can check out the music. Yeah, yeah. we're on the platforms. You can find, yeah, you can definitely find us on the platforms. Most important thing, if you search Powerhouse OBHC, Open Brand Hardcore, Powerhouse OBHC, which... Uh, we want to distinguish ourselves because they're they're, I guess it's it's a popular name. So you know, if you do a search, you're going to find a few different powerhouses. Some not necessarily what you might think is powerhouse. You know, there's there's some like Christian podcasts, and then there's like you know some dancey kind of stuff and whatever else. So we want to make sure that people understand we are powerhouse OBHC at this point. If you search that, we come right up. Makes it really easy. Check out the new stuff. It's I think it's. Some every band says that though. Our new shit's the best shit we ever did. But I really truly believe. It. I truly, I'm, a, I'm putting my foot. I truly believe that right now. I'm putting my foot down. Yes, the new shit is the best shit. All right, you heard it here, folks. Right? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying that I'm going there. Yep, right from the horse's mouth. That's right. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you for taking the time to talk about Powerhouse with us. Thank you for giving us uh, the insight about stuff that we are definitely looking forward to checking out. Renegades, uh, I'm looking forward to June 17th. I can see you guys have got 
uh, over on your Instagram, you got some pictures of that oxblood that the vinyl will come in as well. If anybody wants to get a little sneak peek of it, there's there's some pictures there. And the shows that you're doing, they're posted there as well. Yeah, you can find everything there. Powerhouse OPHC on Instagram. It's all there. Um, it's it's a limited it's a limited release on those records. Pre-sales have already started. They started uh, a couple of weeks ago. So and they're they're moving along pretty well. So if, if people are interested, they should probably try to get them sooner than later. Right, uh, I agree, and especially with vinyl pressing times now. If you guys sell out real quick, but by the yep. time you're able to get them repressed, it's going to be a ways down the road. So if people want them, be they a get them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, th- thank you again for taking the time, and we look forward to seeing you guys play live and meeting you in person. Yeah, I look forward to that too, guys. I do hope to get I, I get to see you guys in Salt Lake. That'd be really cool. Absolutely. I just want to see how you guys uh, bring uh, old guys bring get all the down. Energy. Are you telling me? Yeah. You want to see how old guys get down? Yeah, I want to see how you old guys get down. <laughs> I want to see how all the energy you guys bring to the live setting. I'll I've bring my dance. <laughs> but saying that a lot in the past episodes, it's like it's not about just playing the music; it's about being the music. You know? Bring that energy. I like it. We bring yeah. the energy. I'm going to try. <laughs> awesome. We'll have have great shows this weekend. A jealous set. I can't be there to see you and all them other great bands. I just saw Madball this past year at, at uh, Punk Rock Bowling, but never seen Hazen Street. I would love to go see Hazen Street as well. Yeah. I got to see them a bunch. They're fun, man. They got great, catchy songs, man. That's yeah. a good band. Too. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Having to be being able to see them and, and you guys at the same time, uh, both those shows, everybody's going to be in for a treat. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. We're, we're excited about it. We're definitely excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Chris. We're going to get on to thanks some music, guys. and uh, we look forward to the next time. Yes. Take care, guys. See you. Thank you.
I will outlast you. And they are kind of proving that. Uh, yes. <laughs> Given their uh, circumstances that you that you just heard about. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to... You gotta think that it's kind of funny. This is now the second band, at least as far as my knowledge goes, that we interviewed on this show who started for a little bit in the past, and I mean the past, right? <laughs> and are just now getting back together, right? Yep. Because I mean, we had that with the uh, Soldiers of Destruction, and we have stereotypes. That. Yep. Oh, the stereotypes. That was another, right? Yep. And now we have that here with Powerhouse, right? Yep, and we just and what I just learned, we have another band coming up that has a similar story. Indeed, so, they do. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> still look look for that in the next episode. Exactly. Kind of weird, and we kind of have a theme going with the, <laughs> some of our <laughs> recent interviews. It's been coincidental, but maybe we'll just have to start seeking it out and keep the theme going. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, I got we got some other bands we're seeking out, but. That will uh, that is for the future. Let's stay in the present. Powerhouse, man, they kick ass. <laughs> right. I want to thank Chris again for joining us for the interview. I hope everybody that got to see them this past weekend uh, do those shows that we talked about because uh, we talked to them before the shows happened. The shows just happened. I saw some pictures. Uh, definitely going to be on the lookout for some videos because that looked awesome. And also want to thank Mario from Upstate Records again for setting up this interview. Uh, next, we're going to do one more track from Powerhouse. We played the two new ones that are out and available that are coming from Renegades. Let's do one from one of their older releases that were back in the 90s. From 1997, the release No Regrets. We're going to play a track from it, give you an idea. You know, Chris talked about the new songs and maybe how some of the old songs uh, mean something a little different or not, or the thinking from when they were writing might be a little different. That's yeah. a better way to word that. And probably more importantly with how uh, uh, just kind of uh, showing, showcasing Ernie's contribution to exactly. the band. As I mean, you heard it. He was speaking volumes about that man. Yes. The fact that Matt Freeman actually was looking at him like, damn. Right. <laughs> uh, that was probably my biggest uh, takeaway from the interview, at least uh, in talking about in terms of talking about their music. And that's a great point. I was actually doing it for that reason, listening and uh, trying to pick uh, a track because there's several that really feature uh, a bass, and I really like this track as well. So let's get into one more from Powerhouse, and then we'll wrap up the show. It's Nothing Sacred from No Regrets. <laughs> Yeah. 
right? What would you think of that? Oh, man, just that, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for when there's a really good bass part. Right? Maybe it's because I'm a bit biased. Yeah, I do I do the bass thing. So what? <laughs> and I've <laughs> I've spoken many times on this uh, show when there is a two-man band and they don't have a bassist. I'm like, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you make great music, but you fuckers. <laughs> right. You know, you got to have that low end. And I love it when... Uh, I love it when songs just uh, zone out and they just let the bass and the drums just kind of uh, carry it over to lead in the next charge. And that's what that's what we got here with Nothing Sacred. Right. And I love that. I just love when bands have songs that let all instruments have their parts because that's how it should be. Agreed. Yep. Well, thank you again, Chris. Powerhouse, they're awesome. Be on the lookout for all the stuff that Powerhouse is doing and be on the lookout for Renegades. We'll be talking more about it as we get closer to that June 17th release date, and again, you can go look for it coming out on Upstate Records, also on Powerhouse, obhc.bandcamp.com. Eric, let's wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. We have some death grind and some new metal. You go first. Okay. This is the uh, last band on this episode that <laughs> I will be talking about that played the General Violence Conference. <laughs> And that is, this is probably the most metal of the bands that played on there, and they are one called Psycho Mantis. Now, Psycho Mantis, I've listened to them a lot in the past uh, in the past few days, mainly because I wanted to showcase them. I wanted to pick a perfect song that displays their talents and and really just all the. Really just all the picking that they're doing from the uh, musical spectrum with uh, death metal and grindcore. But also you hear a little bit of the thrashy stuff. You hear a little bit of the groove stuff. You hear a little bit of everything in there. But we know exactly where they're, uh, where they're coming from. So, so yeah, I went with uh, their song Wasting that came from their, uh, that came from their self-titled single. And <laughs> yeah, a self-titled single. You'd go figure. But to my knowledge... There's only three songs on there, and not one of them is called Psychomantis. True. Yeah, so this is a bit of a conundrum. <laughs> but all that aside, these guys, also from California, pretty much all my choosings from this, save for, dis, uh, save for Disowned, have been from California. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's where the majority of bands came from, because they're, you know, they're right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not far. Yeah, not far at all. Regardless, Psychomantis is still a great band. They've released some awesome music, but little of it as that there is. But I can only hope for more. But here is one from their uh, latest single, which came out. Yeah, when was that? August second, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's the latest and greatest from these guys. So, and I'm yeah, emphasis on great. Here is their song, "Wasting." You hear that line? Lines for you. Don't make me last. For one people. It's a myth created by Thomas Jefferson. Oh, now you never go with Jefferson, huh? My friend, Jefferson's an American saint because he wrote the words, all men are created equal. Words he clearly didn't believe since he allowed his own children to live in slavery. He was a rich wine snob who was sick of paying taxes to the Brits. So yeah, he wrote some lovely words and aroused the rabble and they went out and died for those words. Well, he sat back and drank his wine and fucked his slave girl. This guy wants to tell me what we're going to do. Don't make me laugh. 
Psycho Mantis. Psycho Mantis. You know, just, just it just makes me think of a praying mantis with bloodshot eyes and maybe some uh, fangs. Right? <laughs> some, uh, you know, you kind of think of uh, a praying mantis version of the xenomorph from Aliens. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, that's uh, that's Psychomantis. That was among the uh, heavier bands that played on on uh, General Violence Conference, at least in at least in terms of uh, I guess you want to say the slamming side. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because like I said, these uh, and like you heard for the most part, these okay. were bands that had a lot of very fast songs, very short songs, and there wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of breathing room, <laughs> you know, in between sets. I mean. The sets were like 15 to 20 minutes long for the most part. So it was great to have a nice little change of pace. And that was the beauty of this uh, GVC. The idea that there were so many different bands with so many different uh, so many different backgrounds musically. And they were coming together and you could just kind of pinpoint what the little differences were. You know, I didn't see all of the bands. I mean... I was going back and forth, like loading up our gear and bringing it back to the practice space and trying to find parking again until eventually we parked in our practice space and then we just walked the extra two blocks to <laughs> go to uh, the venue. It was, a, it was a whole rigmarole. And and yeah, you could just tell the attendees, they were dropping like flies. <laughs> I mean, my guitarist, DK, he was the first to leave, like pretty much right after our set. He was too tired. And, and then Sid, her and her uh, her fiance, they were next to uh, dip out, and I could get that. They had to drive all the way back up to Logan. In uh-huh. fact, one time when me and Ethan were going back to the space to drop off uh, an amp or whatever, actually no, it was to drop off our totes where all our merch was, and we went back to the space, and there's Sid and her fiance on the couch, uh, falling asleep, watching The Simpsons on their phone. Nice. It was very wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, okay, you do you. And then, uh, so it was me, Ethan, and Tyler for the most part. Then uh, Tyler left halfway through the uh, second half. So the before the last quarter. There we go. I can do math. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he had a valid excuse as well. He was running out of money, and he had to uh, go let his dog out. Okay. You know, dogs are important. So I'm like, yes, go, go take care of him. He hasn't had attention in the last uh, 10 hours. So, yeah, go take care of that. Me and Ethan, we were there. We were the sole survivors of our band. <laughs> we, we went in hard, and we went in for the long haul. So even when I was tired, even when I was about to tap out, I'm like, no, I need this. It really ignited that former spark in me where it was like, I'm surrounded by all my homies for an entire day. We're all just kicking back. We're bullshitting. We're just slamming beers. We're having fun. We're moshing. And we're shooting pool. Right. <laughs> it was a great fucking time. That whole that whole excursion. Yeah, please make it a yearly thing. Tyler Spencer, if you end up listening to this episode, which I doubt you will, I will be seeing you again. I see you pretty much every every week. Because <laughs> Nark plays a ton. <laughs> Nark is they're playing a ton. And we'll be playing a show with them in the next uh, within the next few weeks. Um, regardless. Make it a yearly thing. We need to do this. We need a. We need something like this coming back to Salt Lake. Awesome. Yep. And maybe we can have an out, a bigger outreach. Maybe get someone from, uh, I don't know, Maine or Ohio. 
There you go. Or fuck Indiana. Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. We'll just start throwing stuff out there. Orlando. Yeah. How about Atlanta? <laughs> Get some Bible Belt hardcore back up in here. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope that it does happen because this was such a uh, this was a great first outing for awesome. for for the General Violence Conference. We'll see what the future brings on that front. Because I had a great time. <laughs> Many others had a great time. No matter when they arrived and or when they left, you could just feel it in the you could just feel it in the air. Cool. Yeah. No bullshit either. There were no drama really. Everyone was just like, uh, there was a lot of stress, but that was mostly from uh, the guys who put the show together. <laughs> but other than that, nah, it was chill. Cool. All right, we're going to wrap up the show. Got a new metal pick. Simon Says is the name of the band, and it is coincidentally another California band. They are from Sacramento in California. And they formed, or not, uh, formed in the 90s. This album, Shut Your Breath, came out in 2001, and it was their second uh, major label release. I think it was like Hollywood Records, if I'm not mistaken. And it came out again in 2001. Later that year, after the release, the band changed their name from Simon Says to Key to Arson, and they released one album in 2004 and then broke up in 2004. So if you're curious about the band, a lot of stuff under Simon Says, one release under Key to Arson, then they broke up. They've done nothing, as far as I know, since 2004. But we're going to check out a track from their 2001 release, Shut Your Breath. The track is called Siphon. The line blurs out of focus now. My senses clean, I'm falling
right, Eric. As with so many of these new metal tracks, uh, I, I'll ask you again. No, so, I have not heard of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You already knew it was coming. <laughs> so you hadn't heard of Simon Says, which I think you've probably heard of about, I don't know, we're one or two out of ten at this point. You, you know what I mean? We're, we're somewhere in that range as far as the numbers go. And uh, well, so what would you think of that song, Siphon? Siphon? It sounded more like a... Uh... It sounded like that kind of in-between stage of Deftones' career. I the, it kicks off that way for sure. Like the the very beginning, that was the first thing that was popping into my head. Is like, yeah, yeah. The beginning of this sounds a lot like Deftones. Yeah, like a it, it matches the tone of a uh, Stephen Carpenter, and and the vocals. Maybe it's all the reverb and that kind of a uh, ambient overlay that it uh, that the vocals have that sound a lot like uh, Gina Moreno when he was. Uh, uh, when he was getting less aggressive, like uh, okay. around the part where uh, it was like White Pony and the uh, uh, the self titled era, where you could just kind of tell they were making a switch to being a bit more uh, uh, the ambient um, body music, I guess. Okay. And yeah, not being quite as heavy as they were in the '90s. So, so yeah, that's what I was hearing. I heard like the deep drop tune. Uh, Drop D down tune guitars, and and just that kind of aggression that went with it. But the vocals were just like the contrast of that. So that was a lot of a uh, Deftones uh, catalog in the, the kind of their mid career. Okay. So, and I guess uh, kind of now they're kind of making a resurgence uh, uh, to stuff that sounds uh, more like this. Okay. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's just kind of how I hear it. Cool. I mean, I haven't listened to uh, too much Deftones, but I've heard enough to know where their musical endeavors have gone. <laughs> well, that was Simon Says. The track is Siphon. Go check out Shut Your Breath. Uh, that was the album. We're going to wrap up the show. The show is over, but you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music, Player FM, and SLCPunkHouse.com. You found us somewhere, go find us one of those places, too, if yeah. you'd like. Find us again. Yes. Uh, the bands, they are found on Instagram at DisownedTX, at Suede Razors, at The Slackers Band, at Hungry underscore Ass underscore Youth, at Fear the Lions Music, at No Ma'am, all one word, at No Ma'am underscore Hardcore, at Powerhouse OBHC, at Psycho underscore Mantis underscore Metal, and the show is at SLC Podcast. Yep, and that's ma'am with two A's. Yes. Yep, no apostrophe in the middle because Instagram won't allow that. Right. <laughs> Eric, yep. where can we find you and your bands? Yeah, talking of Instagram, you can find me. Um, yeah, you can find me on my Instagram, my personal ones, at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Also, I got to point out, it's uh, Eric spelled with a C, not a K. So. Okay, yeah. That's so, yeah. Good. It's, I realize a lot of people have asked me that in the past, and uh, a lot of people are asking that now in my current job, where they they drop something off and they got to be like, uh, "Oh yeah, you spell that with a C? Yes, and your last name two R's? Yes. It's a simple name, but just one letter throws everything off. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, uh, yeah. Here's a here's an Instagram that's not hard to spell. You can find my band Anonymous on Instagram <laughs> at. Anonymous underscore band official. 
There Everybody go. got that? Great. You can find us on Facebook as well at Anonymous SLC. And our Bandcamp is anonymoussLC.bandcamp.com. My other band is kind of going through a uh, name change. It used to be known as Heart of Dark, at least in the digital world. Now we're calling ourselves the Apathetics. We're kind of uh, deciding what a good band name is currently. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, we don't exactly have the uh, socials set up for that yet, <laughs> but uh, but we got to get that figured out, especially since we're releasing a new track in, I don't know, T minus three weeks. Wow. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? Who knows? We're still like, the uh, guys still want to go back and fix some stuff up, which I get it. We want to put our best foot forward, but damn, it's one song. <laughs> This is the most time I've ever spent in the studio on one song. Wow. We're already, we've already peaked past 12 hours in total. Wow. Yeah. So, motherfucker, we better deliver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyways. Anyways, my other endeavors. You can listen to me on my podcast, Lead Melodies, at its Instagram, at leadmelodies underscore podcast. Hit on Instagram. Not Instagram, Facebook, led.melodies.podcast.slc. And you can find all that and more at circlepitradio.com. And and yeah, I know Led Melodies has had kind of a lull. You know, three months, it's been three months since my last, uh, uh, since the last episode came out. And that's because I've been going through a tremendous upheaval on my life. And it's been going on for that past. Uh, that whole past uh, 90 days. And yet, as soon as stuff is uh, figured out, as soon as the all my accounts are in order, and as soon as I'm settled, I will be working on episode four, and it should hopefully be out by June. That is the goal right now. So if you're listening, that's where to find me. You can listen to the three episodes that I have out right now, but more will be coming, I assure you. Finally, you can find the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook for upcoming shows and upcoming uh, upcoming albums from all the SLC Hardcore bands and punk rock bands alike. I just love to get back to the community. And you can follow that on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. Awesome. Well, you can find all the bands on Facebook at Disowned TX, at Suede Razors, at The Slackers, at... Hungry Ass Youth, at Fear the Lions Music, at Psycho Mantis, shows at SLC Punkcast. We got another bonus episode to record. So, Eric, before we get into that, any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Um, Well, one final thought. It is kind of coming back to uh, GBC, but I'm not going to talk about the show. Don't worry. I talked your ears off on that. I have a whole other episode to talk about certain bands. But what I really wanted to go at was the overall feeling I had at that show, it was like, I got 12 hours, 12 plus hours to be spending with all my homies in the scene, listening to great music and just kicking back a bunch of beers and just hanging out. I miss that. And I just realized the last two years of my life, you know, everything after accident, after CV plague, uh, I was really, uh, just kind of stripped of all that stuff. And and like the weeks leading up to that, we were I was can I was conversing with all these people. I was hanging out with all my friends. I was skating pretty much every day. I was going to all these shows. I was playing all these shows and I had all these plans ahead and then everything came crashing down. And it sucked. 
and I was reaping the, I was reaping what I've sown for the two years leading, leading past that. So GVC, I thank you guys. You reignited that spark in me and I am once again enthused of what's to, uh, of what's to be coming. Like I said, the last three months have been a fucking mess for me personally. And yeah, just another reason to hate March 14th specifically. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to explain why, but yes. Fucking Pi Day. Yeah. Fucking Pi Day. No, that was the day I almost <laughs> died, man. And yeah, something happened on 314 this year. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to pretend that day doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> Regardless, I'm trying to keep my head up, keeping that PMA because Things work themselves out in the end. You know, this is just uh, it's just temporary. Yeah? So, it's things like uh, GVC and just things like uh, the scene in general that I live for. Quite literally, I live for. If I didn't have this, I would most likely be dead. So, so yeah. On that note, keep your passions alive. Just know what you want to do in life. Gives you purpose. Then you have a reason. That's, that's all I got to say. Thank you. Play the fucking outro. Thank you.